0: Hello, everybody. How you doing? Hope all is well. This is Perizopoulos and welcome back to another episode of Shada of Philosophy. I'm back from vacation. As I said, I was going to take a few days off. And I do think one takeaway from my vacation is that I want to make more time on a regular basis for that type of energy and for that type of practice. So today I decided to pick up the book How to Relax by Zen Buddhist Tik Hanh. And as I do, I kind of flip through, give myself a few minutes. And I want to relax more. And I'll be very honest with you, I'm already failing at that. I've been home now for a few hours, less than 24 hours, and I'm already starting to feel overwhelmed, a little bit aggravated. A couple of things already haven't gone the way I want them to go. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times, especially if you don't check your email in our modern world and you get back from a vacation, then the first day back is like super stressful, right? You feel behind, you feel overwhelmed. So I wanted to take a minute here and even speaking to you now for less than a minute with this book in hand after reading it and thinking about it for a couple minutes, I feel a little bit better. So I want to share with you what I've already read that I think is interesting from this book. And it's simply titled, Learning to Rest. We have to relearn the art of resting. Even when we have a vacation, we don't know how to make use of it. So let me stop there for a second. I was actually very proud of myself because I didn't check my emails at all for the first three days of this vacation. Didn't do it kept the laptop closed, I brought it with me, and I really almost didn't even have the intention of not checking it. But I really do think, and I kind of reflected on this this morning as well, I really let myself relax and relax in a way that was restful, in a way that was restorative. So we might want to ask ourselves again, right, as we always do, turning these readings back into questions so we can look kind of at ourselves, right? Do you feel like you need a vacation? Do you constantly feel like you need a vacation? And I mean this respectfully. Are you someone on social media who's always posting take-me-back photos? Now, of course, that's fun. That's cool, right? I get that. But we shouldn't have you know, large portions of our daily lives spent daydreaming about other locations that seemingly help us to relax, right? And that's the first line of this. We need to relearn the art of resting. So if we're constantly pulled towards images of a vacation that we've had or towards future imaginings of a vacation, we might want to think more about how to relearn the skill of resting so we can enact it in our daily lives. And I love the idea for Thich Nhat Hanh that you could be angry on a vacation, right? You don't even know how to make use of a vacation because you haven't learned how to rest. And that, you know, for me is an artistry. as as it is for him, right? So how do you rest? How often do you rest? Do you constantly feel stressed? And are you constantly, let's say, yearning for a vacation? And if the answer to that is yes, or I am constantly yearning, we have to reevaluate our daily lives, right? So we'll continue here with take our time for a minute. Very often we are more tired after a vacation than before it. We should learn the art of relaxation and resting and make some time each day to practice deep relaxation on our own or with others. So this is a daily relaxation practice, which I like because I think a lot of what we've discussed in the podcast, at least in terms of how I think of it, might revolve more around organizing tasks, pursuing goals, right, cultivating purpose. All of these things work nicely on their own and need to be complemented by, and I want to choose that word carefully actually, not complemented by, right? They need to be accompanied by good resting habits. Right, because to say they compliment, I don't like the idea of we rest just so we can work. That and I've had to really work on that myself recently, and I, I think I've made strides there. But ultimately, resting, and I think technology would agree with this, is valuable for its own sake. Right. I think when we when we consider resting, we might more so think of it as leisure in an authentic sense, right? So authentic leisure really sort of is what philosophy involves to a large extent, right? It involves asking some big questions of ourselves. It involves allowing ourselves the time to sort of act and think and feel in ways that aren't connected to productivity in, in let's say, our normal way of conceiving of it or our normal way of thinking about it, right? Allowing our, our minds to float, allowing our bodies to really rest we can work these things into our daily lives. And I don't think this necessarily connects to our philosophical practice. I think we could see that there are some common elements here between how I'm describing rest, how I think Thich Nhat Hanh is uh, is describing here that we have to learn to rest, right? Um, I do think that could be a part of an interesting philosophical practice. That being said, I also think that at times, especially if we're self-writing authentically and honestly, that will not feel like rest. I think rest again involves restoration involves replenishing our energy. There are times where if you're practicing philosophical exercises, as we've discussed, right, that you'll be tired after that. And that's okay. Cause that, that's a good type of tired. I think, right. That being said, of course, there might be other times where that process is very restful and you'll finish that, pra- that practice and you'll feel rejuvenated. Right? So we want to make a little bit of a distinction here, although they might be very similar, right? And I think, you know, this book, How to Relax, also sort of offers at other parts, I'll read it some more in a second, a little bit of a contradiction, right? So we have a book here, How to Relax, and this is a great section of it. It's called The War Inside. This is, again, take Nathan. We know that many of us don't want to go home to ourselves. We're afraid. There's a lot of internal suffering and conflict that we want to avoid. We complain that we don't have time to live, yet we try to kill our free time by not going back to ourselves. We escape by turning on the television or picking up a novel or a magazine, or we go out for a drive. We run away from ourselves and don't attend to our body, feelings, or states of mind. We have to go home. If we are at war with our parents, friends, society, or our church, it may be because there's a war raging within us. An internal war facilitates other wars. We're afraid of going home because we lack the tools or the means for self-protection. Equipped with mindfulness we could go home safely and not be overwhelmed by our pain, sorrow, and depression. With some training, with the practice of mindful walking and mindful breathing, and I would add some of the exercises we've discussed as well, we'll be able to go home and embrace our pain and sorrow. So to me, that's sort of an interesting, that section is interesting departure from some of the other parts of this book, right? Other parts of the book, he's talking about how to sit down. He's talking about rehearsing certain breathing techniques where we say to ourselves in, out and really focus on our breathing and having that be a pathway to relaxation. I think the last section I just read really is saying, look, if you're fighting a raging war within, you're not going to feel relaxed. And when you habituate the escape from that war, when you habituate distraction that isn't restful, that war is going to keep going on. Right? So addressing the war within uh, as per Hans' description, right, is a way to eventually achieve a restful state. But we cannot rest, obviously, and be at war simultaneously. So I think for me, as I'm reading this, and this is a book we'll probably return to, right, really it strikes, or for me, it's strikingly about balance. You go on vacation, and, you know, for me, as I said, I didn't check my email for a few days. I even, you know, although this recording practice is Very restful for me. This is very life giving. There's some pressure here too, right? To try to articulate my thoughts. And it's not simply reading and, oh, I got something out of that. I want to try to offer something here, right? That being said, this is very, I would say, rejuvenating for me, very life giving. But I even said, you know what? Don't bring the microphone on vacation, right? So I made some deliberate efforts to sort of shift the balance of the three days a little more in the direction of relaxation and leisure. Now I'm back home and things pick up again. And I want to keep in mind what Thich Nhat Hanh offers, right? One, that we have to have rest habits that aren't simply distractions from our problems or our suffering. That's also why I wanted to provide those two readings and why I think they both resonated with me today, right? We have to make sure we make distinctions or we know the differences between escapism and actual relaxing. And I would even argue a little bit of escapism might be helpful at times, but let's not let's say, create the false idea that we avoid the problems of life, which are inevitable, right? Buddhism, life is suffering. We ignore them by escaping them. And then we can rest. No, no, no. A restful life can only be a result of dealing with these inherent and natural and uh, let's say unavoidable suffering of life. These things, these these moments of suffering, we have to deal with them, right? Escapism is not relaxing. Relaxing comes from, I think, fighting that internal struggle, using some tools, as he says, mindful breathing, mindful walking. We might talk about our exercises as well, to create a different way of being in a sense. Of course, you cannot be restful until you learn how to calmly deal with the internal struggles and the internal conflicts. So making time for both dealing with those struggles and then either with those practices themselves or with others making time for the type of rest he discussed in the first part, right? Resting of the mind, resting of the body in and of itself. or seeing that in and of itself, that is valuable and prioritizing that and making that a part of your day. We don't rest just so we can work. We rest because rest is fruitful. So these are things I'm trying to convince myself of as I uh, am back from vacation today. And I'm already having some internal conflicts, some anger rising up in me, some uh, anxiety rising up in me. And this book was a little bit helpful today. So I addressed it now in my reading. I addressed it now in my thinking and my speaking. As I said, this always helps me on a daily basis, as I hope it helps you. And try to make some time after we examine ourselves, right? Do you need time to relax? I would say a lot of us probably do. And what might that look like for you, right? Take Nhat offers the walking. I think another book we might look at this week is How to Sit, right? We talked about the breathing a little bit. Try to work in a breathing practice. Try to work in a walk for no reason, just to go for a walk. Try to work in. This is what I'm going to do because I noticed I was sitting by the pool listening to a podcast, just really relaxed. I'm going to try to work in at least a couple more times a week, sitting and just listening to a podcast on the couch and doing nothing else. Because usually when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm driving or I'm walking to the supermarket or... I'm doing laundry. It's always attached to something else, which isn't a bad thing necessarily, but I really enjoyed sitting, enjoying the sun and some nature, right? I get that in my apartment too, sit by the window, right? And just zoning into the podcast and laughing. So I'm going to try to work some time in like that too. Just time to sit maybe 10 minutes every other day here and there and just remind myself of the importance of sitting calmly with no other goal in mind. Hope this is helpful. Thank you for listening. Pick up that book, How to Relax by Thich Nhat Hanh. Very good read. I'll talk to you soon.